0: Welcome to the Why Carp, Why Not podcast. This is episode 31, Giving Up. I'm your host, Yossi Karp, and let's talk about technology, writing, gadgets, gizmos, and the stuff of life that makes it interesting. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I had an unscheduled two-week hiatus. I wasn't sure that I was going to continue podcasting, but a number of things happened that encouraged me to continue with it. Firstly, a couple of weeks ago, my neighbor's son, a soldier in the Israeli army, was killed in a tragic tank accident on the Egyptian border. The shock rocked my community and, after attending the military funeral of this sweet 20-year-old boy, I was too melancholy to focus on something as Cosmically insignificant as this podcast. The following week, I felt a strong lack of motivation to produce the podcast. I started to think of all the reasons why not to continue with it. I can't think of a good topic, I'm too tired, 30 episodes is enough, it's too much work for too little reward. I know that these were all excuses, and I acknowledged that fact, which spurred me to rationalize that. If I'm making excuses that I know are just excuses, then deep down I must really not want to continue with a podcast. So just stop. I let last week's window for producing a podcast slip by. But this week was different. It's as if the universe was trying to tell me not to give up. Firstly, in quiet moments, I found myself constructing the script for my next podcast in my head. Then, listening to other podcasts, I found myself making mental notes of interesting ways they present information. So, I knew that I really did want to continue. And then, on Wednesday last week, I listened to the TED Radio Hour episode that discussed the reasons why we work. Is it to earn money? Is it to gain a sense of satisfaction? Is it to create something that we otherwise couldn't do? Is it to keep ourselves occupied with something interesting? Is it for the social experience? When I thought about my podcast, I realized that the reason why I do it is not to make money or become famous, or even just to keep myself occupied. I do it because I enjoy creating something from nothing. You see, It takes me about three hours to write, record, edit, upload and publicize an episode. Just the thought that three hours ago this thing didn't exist in the world, and now through the magic of RSS, it is propagating through the internet to hundreds of different podcatchers. That's just so cool. And to top it all off, I was walking on my street last Friday night, and I bumped into an old friend who I haven't seen for a long time. He told me that he sees my LinkedIn posts about my podcasts, but hasn't yet managed to listen to any episodes. So now I am super motivated to produce an episode that he'll enjoy. So Joel, this one's for you. It's well known that the number of people joining the gym spikes in January. By mid-February, when the majority of people give up on their New Year's resolution, gym attendance plummets, or at least flattens out to the pre-New Year's levels. That's because the motivation to get in shape is strongest at that time of year, but then wanes considerably as time goes on. Gyms, it seems, are not good at motivating you to keep coming back. One of the big questions for larger companies is how to drive employee motivation. The goals of the company to earn $60 billion in revenue this year is not something that most of them can relate to. But if that's the company's goal, how do you get people to work harder, to come in earlier, and to stay back later to help it happen? Well, it was all the rage at the beginning of the 2000s and is still somewhat popular today. Yes, I'm talking about gamification of the workplace. The software that tracks your work goals now rewards you with badges, points, and other incentives that will lead to things like public accolades, gifts or even monetary bonuses. Increasing employee engagement through positive motivation is also said to have the side benefit of improving productivity and reducing staff turnover. I'm all for rewarding excellent work and great achievements, but this kind of motivation to me feels like trickery and manipulation. Self-imposed gamification, well, that's another thing altogether. I've been watching the incredibly funny Brooklyn Nine-Nine, starring Andy Samberg. It's hilarious for many reasons and I highly recommend it. In the thirteenth episode of season one, two cops have had a running bet for nearly a year about who can arrest the most perps. This particular episode shows the value of self-imposed gamification. Because of this bet and the scoreboard placed in a public area of the police station, each of these cops have never been more productive and the streets have never been safer because of it. Technology companies have become very good at motivating us to continue doing something that we might otherwise have given up on ages ago. They do this by plugging into our need for a sense of achievement. For instance, many health-based applications motivate you to continue exercising by congratulating you on your streak of exercise sessions. It's something you don't want to break. I've exercised for 13 days in a row. I have to do my workout today so that I can keep it going. They also motivate us to keep returning to their site or app by enforcing FOMO, fear of missing out and by creating habits. This is especially so of social media applications like Facebook and Twitter where the stream of information flows by and if you don't check it, it's gone and you won't see it. The flip side to all of this is that over motivating or by manipulating users into forming habits that are not good for them can cause serious problems like addiction much has been written about the habit-forming technologies that rule our online lives. Nir Eyal, the famous behavioral scientist and author of the acclaimed book Hooked, says that over 40% of what we do online is because of habit. So it seems that tech companies have found the magic formula. But as people living in the real world, We have to be mindful of the reasons we do things and the reasons we don't. Do we use this tech because it's a habit that we can't get rid of? Is the kind of manipulation we are being subject to healthy for us? I think it's a fine line between motivation and manipulation. But I suggest that if the outcome is healthy, like doing exercise that's good for you, It's perfectly okay to submit yourself to that kind of motivation. And when we find ourselves easily giving up, we have to have a serious talk to ourselves and figure out why we are giving up. Is it because the activity really is bad for us? Or is it because the reasons are actually just excuses? And now one for your smokeless electricity. How would you like to cook your food over a log fire that doesn't bellow smoke into the atmosphere and that can also power your phone? Pie in the sky idea? Nope. I read an article in Digital Trends about such a device and I flipped it into my online magazine everyone needs one of these. The home stove from BioLite does all of this. It consumes up to 50% less fuel than traditional stoves and reduces smoke by 90%. It also turns the heat into electricity, which you can use to power an electric light or to charge a simple phone. There's not exactly enough electricity to charge a smartphone, but a simple phone it can charge. The cool thing is that if you buy one of these beauties, you'll be helping underprivileged communities in third world countries. Check out my online magazine Everyone Needs One of These for new, interesting and innovative products on Flipboard, a free app that you can download for your iPhone or Android device. Or you can go to www.ycarp.com magazine to flip through it on your desktop or laptop. New episodes of this podcast are published every week. Subscribe to Why Why Not on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Please rate and share. It really helps. For comments, feedback, for sponsorship opportunities, and to submit ideas, contact me at at whynotatwhycarp.com. That's W-H-Y-N-O-T at... YKARP.com or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Intro and outro music by Bensound.com and Rockia. You've been listening to YKARP, Why Not? I'm Yossi Karp. Thanks for listening.